This week on the podcast, just talking through some nonprofit news feed. Thank you to Carisha for, for joining us. Yeah, I'm always excited to talk through some news updates and look through the feed. So anyway, let's jump right into it. The nonprofitnewsfeed.com. We aggregate a bunch of nonprofit news in the sector because it's easy to miss what's going on in a industry we love so much. And we use it as a way to keep our team updated. And now we'd love to just narrate some of the top uh, top line items from, from the past week. So Karisha, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, so February marks the beginning of Black History Month, which is really exciting. Um, especially thinking about black organizations and kind of where giving happens, right? So we all know that giving has gone up a little bit in the past year, um, especially if we look at numbers from Giving Tuesday and those kind of trends. But what we're seeing is there's a gap in between uh, organizations or fundraising and fundraising for black organizations. So we can see that of all fundraising for 2020, only about 4% total combined went to POC organizations. So that means Black, Latinx, Indigenous organizations, um, and a pretty big gap, I believe about 2 million, two Black organizations specifically, which I think is about 1%. Um, So really interesting news as we think about which organizations are getting the money um, and which communities are being served. Um, Really, really important to take a look at. Yeah, and it's interesting as it dialed in specifically on those like kind of community foundations and and where that gap exists, tying into the movement of, of giving black. I don't know if is, is that how you pronounce B L C K. I feel like yeah, black, black, <laughs> uh, giving black. It's great. It's bringing attention to where money should be going, and they're anticipating increased giving to uh, black led organizations and hopefully uh, in the arts, which is another uh, sub narrative in in that article. I think. Uh, another article we pointed out is the nonprofit sector still seeing, sadly, uh, loss of nearly 1 million jobs. And this is like down about like 7% since, you know, year that like roughly 10 months ago. And there was like 50,000 jobs lost in December. It just, you know, the nonprofit sector is just taking a hit and a toll. Uh, it's not going to recover, frankly, I think, until we can get back to the normal operations of organizations that can be in schools, in person, volunteering and providing services in the way that they uh, previously had. And, and so, you know, hopefully we're, we're optimistic. Uh, but that was a report covered by, uh, they said, issued last week by the Center for Civil Society Studies at Johns Hopkins uh, University. Really great that they're, they're tracking that um, because that is of particular interest to us and the nonprofits we work with and for. What's next, Carisha, for, for our list here? Yeah, some more pandemic-related news, especially as it relates to mental health and people being covered um, in terms of insurance um, to have that, you know, be mm. taken care of and seen as a priority for people. It's to no surprise the kind of mental health attributions that the pandemic has had for people from losing loved ones to losing their jobs and just kind of being indoors all of the time. Lots of trends um, as it relates to that. And so we're finding that there's a lot of gaps in terms of mental health coverage, people not being able to get the support that they need um, in both the U.S. and Canada. Um, So keeping an eye on that and also important for mental health organizations, you know, helplines and hotlines who are trying to help people who may not have the coverage um, to get some more of that medical support. 
And it's time to feed the whales with a quick ad about Whole Whale University. This is our best online content packaged in courses. We're talking SEO, content marketing, Google ad grants, cybersecurity, and tons of webinars and other templates for you to use. You can buy them individually or as an annual subscription. Uh, We really put our best work in here. And if you're interested in the topics in this podcast that we tend to cover, we go a mile deep with these courses. That's wholewhale.com slash university. Yeah, and that's just tying into like you realize how important the sector is in supporting the most vulnerable. And so, oh my gosh, get them some money, right? Like slip it into that one point whatever trillion it's going to end up being. Come on. Right. People need help. All right. This is a tough one. I I don't like, you know, I don't like it when I see a nonprofit imploding and trouble going on. But the, the United Way CEO, uh, Brian Gallagher, uh, is really uh, potentially going to be pushed out or pushed into certainly the light as 20, uh, 220 local chapters, United Way chapters, have stopped paying dues because of uh, alleged, I will always say alleged, uh, culture of sexual harassment uh, and the, the allegations, the allegations that he has fostered as sort of old boys club uh, in the organization. Now, the, the organization was sort of already a little bit in trouble with a, a slightly older model, and they've announced sort of layoffs and cuts. So, you know, they're they're going through a rough shakeup at a very rough time, and hopefully, you know, the, the best of the work that they do and support survives, but, you know, the changes that need to be made get made. Other nonprofit news from the Wall Street Journal um, are kind of reporting on a new face of charitable giving, especially during the pandemic, which I think is pretty interesting as we think about um, increased need of people. So we think about uh, essential workers, people who work in restaurants or healthcare. Um, people who are experiencing homelessness or food scarcity. I mean, thinking about how those people have become more of a face of giving and nonprofits, um, especially in the midst of the pandemic, really a lot of those causes have come to the forefront as we are more indoors, um, trying to social distance and hopefully (laughs) finding a way to let this pandemic go away. (laughs) Please, one please, one go away, please. Please. Uh, Another in the news uh, from uh, PN, uh, the PND, the Philanthropy Network from Candid, they uh, are talking about nonprofits that received grants from Mackenzie Scott. So Mackenzie Scott, as you remember, uh, hopefully gave $4.2 billion across, they say, 384 organizations and did it with shocking speed at the end of last year. And so the question is saying like, hey, you know, uh, where did it go? How to get there? You keep seeing random stories also pop up of like, we just, you know, got a call and a million dollars showed up, which is just amazing. Uh, but as they do this sort of breakdown by annual revenue, most of those organizations fell between a $1 million to $100 million range, which I find interesting, a sort of like signal of stability. An interesting point here is that like, of, I believe the last time I checked this around there, of registered nonprofits are actually under that sort of $1 million range. So there's like, you know, a little bit more rare air of those that are up uh, and among there. So they were, uh, they're big ones that received a decent amount uh, of monies. You know, you saw the YWCA, Feeding America, um, and a number of others. And this kind of also dovetailed into stories that we saw about uh, you know, women as leaders in philanthropy and just sort of mm-hmm. noting, this is like the New York Times noting how actually it's like, you know, the surprise, surprise, 
the male billionaires that get the credit for amazing, massive gifts. And there's like a rising, uh, a rising sort of tide and they call out, um, mm -hmm. you know, obviously Mackenzie Scott, but um, also uh, some others uh, as, as well in terms of, of that movement, which is, which is awesome. And some more feel good stories. I'm sure everybody has seen the Bernie memes, whether you're on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or whatever it is. It has really impressed me how quickly people move on this meme and how quickly they're able to create Bernie into these outstanding situations. Um, but what Bernie Sanders did is he saw how popular the meme is um, and printed it on some shirts, sold it to people um, in that kind of very quick fashion, especially the life, thinking about the lifespan of memes. Um, and he was able to use that money to raise money for Vermont charities. Um, so really exciting news in terms of using the internet for good. <laughs> But he raised $1.8 million and sold it from his website. He's like, hey, here you go. And it was like a gift from a woman who like knitted these mittens for him, you know, uh, being the character he is. But like, you know, he never lets a good meme go to waste. I think it's a good lesson for, for everyone where if you're doing authentic work, uh, that's step one. But then finding that story uh, can really open that up. Obviously, it helps that he's got a massive, massive platform. I think those are the biggest stories there. The nonprofit news feed. Dot com. You can find it. It's free. We create these stories uh, that you get on that newsletter every uh, every Monday, unless there's a holiday. It goes out. Krisha, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me, George. Always a pleasure <laughs> to be on the pod. <laughs> oh, my. This has been Using the Whole Whale podcast. If you want to keep learning more about these topics and others, head on over to wholewhale.com university to keep learning with us. Thanks as always to gregthomasmusic.org for his tunes that underwrite our tracks. They're fantastic. Hope you're doing well, Greg. And just a reminder, subscribes really help us on any platform that you listen to us on. Please give a thought to click and subscribe and maybe even a comment because we like hearing from you.